Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries podcast and in this episode I'm just going to be doing a follow-up to my UK Games Expo 2019 episode where I'm going to be talking about one of the games that I ran and really enjoyed. So it sounds like we've got a call on the line, so let's see who they are and what they've got to say. Hey John, it's Colin. Um, good to meet up with you the other day, man, and uh, thanks for running Dark Places and Demigorgons. It was one of the games on my my list that I've wanted to try out, so cheers, man. It, uh, it comes to my attention that there's this uh, Alas the Awful Sea game knocking around. I think I think I've got the name right. And uh, I believe that was something you was looking to run a couple of weeks back. I'd be interested to hear what you make of it. It sounds pretty cool. And uh, yeah, just just uh, interested in your thoughts, man. Anyway, take it easy and I'll catch you later. Thanks for getting in touch, Colin. That's Colin, a.k.a. Spike Pit, another OSR anchorite. I'm more than happy to talk about Alas for the Awful Sea. It's I'm not going to go into a full sort of review level detail here, just give you a sort of broad overview of it and what I think of it. Now, Alas for the Awful Sea is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. So if you're familiar with Dungeon World, Apocalypse World, pretty much any other game that has World as the second title, you'll know what the mechanics are. Basically, you roll a 2d6, you add a stat, if you get six or less you've failed or a complication occurs you get a seven to nine you've partially succeeded but something's gone awry you get a 10 plus you've succeeded that's pretty much what there is to the mechanics now in power the apocalypse games the the mechanics are framed as moves so a lot of people sort of get hung up on moves so thinking that they restrict your creativity or what you can do i personally don't think that's the case i just think that moves so like you'd have like an attack move a persuade a person move uh, an examine the occult move stuff like that all i think they are is their their ways of framing the mechanics to do what we all do in roleplay anyway. It's no different from, say, you're playing D&D and something and you're confronted by an enemy and you say, I'm going to attack them, and the GM says, make a combat roll. It's no different from that. All these mechanics do is they frame how the GM responds and what roles they ask you to make. But to get on to the, for me, the more interesting bit, which is the background of the game, Alas for the Awful Sea is set in the sort of isolated areas of the British Isles in the early 19th century. It's a fairly desperate time for many people with increased legislations and a good majority of people not really having any say over their lives with power resting in the hands of the few. It's a time when smuggling is rife and people turn to desperate measures in order to feed their families, make a living, etc. Now, as you might expect, this gives rise to anger, conflict, and feelings of inadequacy and desperation. And Alas for the Awful Sea sort of condenses this down into small islands, so like the Outer Hebrides and places like that, around the British Isles. And the way it frames this is that your characters are members of the crew of a sailing ship. And in order to do this, you pick from a, a number of playbooks. These are the sort of 
the the frameworks of the character sheets which you then customize to make your characters and they're based on the position on board the ship so there is like a stowaway a captain a cook a landsman who goes ashore and hunts when they they make sure and various things like that but that's where it would tend to stop with most sort of Powered by the Apocalypse games. But in the last field for C, you also get like a second part of your character sheet, which you pick, which sort of describes like the more intangible sort of like emotional and sort of supernatural, I suppose, side of your characters. So, for instance, you have the the sibling, which is you're related to someone. You have the lover. You've got a passionate affair with someone. You have the the creature, which is that your character has something inherently supernatural about them. And when you take this main character sheet, which is your job board ship, and this secondary part and put them together, they each give you little sort of, I suppose, special moves that make your character a little bit unique. So, for example, the creature, they have a move where they can show their true form. Effectively, they shook off their mortal disguise and reveal their monstrousness or their otherness for all to see and that gains you certain bonuses it's a really interesting setting i really enjoy the game it's great for one shot since creating a character doesn't take very long at all and it's a very evocative setting the great thing about it for me is the gming advice which is offered in the book which is really top notch and there's a number of gm sheets provided to help you out with running the games and the way it phrases the the game is that you should focus on conflicts that are going to be occurring conflicts are a very big part of this setting as you might expect and the gm sheets get you first of all to design like the island and the town where you're going to have people and it's sort of like a multiple choice sheet that prompts you to spur you on to create ideas once you've done that you create two or three groups of npcs which are the conflicting groups that are going to bump heads in the scenario then you detail important npcs based on that and your player characters are pretty much thrown into the middle of that so i ran a, a single scenario of this at the uk games expo 2019 and the scenario i ran was basically focused around the idea that there was a huge island with a textile mill on it and the the old moneyed family around the textile mill had recently laid off all their local workers because they were bringing in a lot of cheaper immigrant labor now the aim of this scenario is that both the the immigrant labor and the original working force were starting to butt heads but there were threads that tied them together and that could cause them to overcome these prejudices and sort of build a better tomorrow if you will but a lot of that depended on the pcs and how they chose to interact with them they could either fan the fires of this potential rebellion or they could try and sort it out with the minimum of casualties the players who were in the game that i ran did an excellent job and they ended up leading a group rescue attempt of the the newcomers and the traditional populace to rescue two of their number from a storm cave as water was rising around them and that really cemented the two disparate communities together as one it was a great game really enjoyed it had great fun running it if you're at all interested in a slightly quirky albeit potentially a little bit depressing setting i really recommend you give alas for the awful sea a go it's created by Story Brewers Roleplaying, www.storybrewersroleplaying.com, and I'll put a link to the description in this episode. But if you're looking for something a little bit different that has a fairly simple engine behind it and that is great for one shots, I honestly can't say how well it had sort of 
stand up with a, a long running campaign because I've not run one yet, I really recommend that you give this a go. And it is a beautiful, beautiful book with some very interesting ideas. A, a lot of great sort of period details about the the 19th century and it's just an enjoyable book to read that really makes you want to run it hopefully i'll get around to running it maybe at a future uk games expo or maybe even running some one shots online so i hope that's answered your question colin hopefully i'll catch up with yourself at a future convention and i'm looking forward to the game of mine that you're going to be playing in at the start of july so that's it for this episode take care and whatever games you're playing i hope you're enjoying them the music at the start of this episode was exotica by juanitos used under public domain license until we see you next time take care and happy gaming